Hello, how are you? It's Aiden Jones here and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 3rd of October 2023. Skill, skill, skill. Oh yes. Oh, I've done it. I've made the perfect cup of tea. These fucking twinings cunts, they're so good, man. I said it last week, I'll say it again. I don't know what's in it. (laughs) I didn't check. It's back in the kitchen. I keep forgetting to look. It's got chamomile and fucking bergamot. Bergamot? Like a mountain of bergamot? Is that like a mountain of burgers? Anyway, oh, what an absolutely dog shit riff. <laughs> How you guys doing, huh? I'm feeling great. You know what I did today? I'm going to Sydney tomorrow. It's Monday today. I'm going to Sydney tomorrow. And uh, if you're in Sydney, come and check out any of my shows at the Comedy Store this week. It's going to be lovely. Oh, my God. Here is a yawn. And I am cool. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you know, I was going to say something else then. But uh, this isn't come town, all right? I'm a fucking uh, serious, you know, I'm, uh, I don't like saying rude things about. Anyway, don't worry about it. If you're in Sydney, I'm playing the Comedy Store this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm also at the Enmore Comedy Club on Tuesday and the Ritz in somewhere on Wednesday. Uh, I've got shows in Sydney all week. They're on my website. I'm singing through the yawn, baby. So yeah, come suss that out. Um, but because I'm going to Sydney this week, I uh, I've been ordering HelloFresh for the house. Saves a bit of time, saves a bit of money on eating out, all of that kind of stuff. So um, it's been great. But I forgot to cancel my order this week for HelloFresh, and it arrived on Saturday. And I already had like I had two left from last week. I should have cancelled it. It would have been perfect. But I got five meals delivered to the house. Fucking hell. The yawns are annoying. I'm annoyed by them. Uh, (laughs) But um, got them delivered and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? They came on Saturday and uh, I still had to cook the, you know, like I still had surplus. So I hit up a few friends and organized for friends to come around today because I had the day off Monday and uh, I just cooked four out of the five. So you get five two portion meals per week and I cooked four of those so eight portions it was like a chicken burger a beef burger some pesto pasta thing with bacon and it was the last one uh couscous and meatballs and uh I cooked all of that took me two hours and then I had fucking five friends around the house for lunch just made them lunch it was so nice gave them some of my surplus alcohol-free beers and drinks and stuff that I had just entertain. It was wonderful, man. God damn. I mean, just an excuse to have people around is so nice. And like, I've been saying it for a few weeks now, but I really am feeling so great having less pressure on myself uh, when it comes to stand up stuff. And uh, I still did, I think, five gigs last week or four. Hey, hey, hey. Had some great sets. Uh, did the Monday night at the SP was great uh 
Uh, let's see. What do we got here? I fucking... I didn't do a set on... I did one set on Thursday, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, and one on Thursday. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, and I did, and I did one on Sunday. So I've done four in the last, like, calendar week, whatever. I've only done three since the last pod, unless I recorded the pod on the Monday. Who knows? Who cares? Really? Uh, <laughs> who cares? Uh, <laughs> Man, I just reminded myself of a guy I used to know, a friend actually that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, but he just had a way of speaking. We worked at a cafe together in London and he just had that way of speaking where he would he would have said something like that. Who knows who cares actually. So he, he would always do those little run-on sentences. Oh, you know what he would always do? We had massive floor-to-ceiling windows in the cafe and... Uh, the coffee machine was such position such that you would have your back face in the windows, but every now and then you'd get a moment to just kind of turn around and look, like look at the really busy street outside of people just walking by and walking by. And when he saw a weird person, <laughs> he would sing to them. He would sing that song. Nah, he'd, uh, He'd look over his, like, gesture over his shoulder while steaming milk just with his... You know when you gesture with your face? He'd be like that. He'd be like, just, like, flick his head kind of backwards and he'd just go, there he is, and not say anything about the person, not, you know, like, not bring to light any kind of reason of why you might be needing to look at them. But it's so funny because it was, like, to me, it communicated this idea that, like, this person has clearly left the house today wanting people to just desperately needing people to pay attention to them. And, um, you know, it's almost like, oh, we've been expecting you. <laughs> they dressed as if they expected to walk into a room and have people go like, oh, you're here. <laughs> it's like a really mean kind of sarcastic um, like way to, you know, approach just looking at a person. Um, but it was so subtle that it has, I like it. I like an insult that has plausible deniability, you know, when you're, um, saying something mean about someone without actually committing to saying it. So if someone goes, Hey, that was pretty mean. You're like, what do you mean? No, I was just, I was just saying like, there he is. <laughs> like he looks good. <laughs> And in your head, you're like, I fucking hated him. <laughs> that guy looks like a piece of shit and I hate it. <laughs> oh, And you know what? If he heard me saying this, even then he would, because he's so funny and so kind of obtuse, he would probably just be like, no, I genuinely, I never, no. Uh, and you know what? Maybe it is actually just me being me. I'm the person who's bringing the mean callousness to the interaction here. But even in that, on that level, I still like it. Anyway, whatever. Uh, who cares how many gigs I did? That's where I was. And what I... Oh, fucking let's do this. Last week, you guys, I told... And we fucking did it, man. Talk about a bit of follow through on the pod. I don't, Look, I know I have a lot of harebrained schemes and fucking I say shit and it never comes to fruition, all right? But this week... We had ourselves a little bit of fun and you guys joined in and some people off of the Instagram, off of my Instagram joined in too. Um, so I said last week on the podcast that I was going to put up a video of me doing 
uh, mashup of Chopin's Nocturne and E flat major with Nas's Whose World Is This? I've decided I'm working on that as a bit for the stage, and I decided that the lyrics to Whose uh, to sorry the World Is Yours not recognizable enough to drop into the Chopin beat. So I needed something with a recognizable first line. So I changed it to juicy because obviously it was all a dream. So it's like iconic for 90s hip hop, that line. And it's still New York. So uh, I made that video and I put it on TikTok on Sunday, exactly like I said. And then I said to you guys, once I post that, can you jump on and say mean shit in the comments and hopefully people will defend like you know come on and see that and start arguing or defending me or whatever now that didn't happen i did not get a lot of views it got 1500 which is actually trash <laughs> it's really bad i can't believe that i only got 1500 views what a fucking joke but anyway, you guys, you jumped on the comments, so I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read all of them. I should I should say like I'm gonna read the highlights, you know, to pretend like there were more vid- like more people who commented or you know, you guys left some great ones. Here's some of the highlights. <laughs> but like, who am I kidding? I'm just gonna read all of them because <laughs> there's only like ten. Um, uh, where is the first ones? Someone, um, yeah, I oh, know, I won't say names, I won't say names, but you know who you are. I think this dude listens to the podcast, said, piano is the worst instrument and you trying to turn piano into a hip-hop song doesn't make it any better. <laughs> That's fucking savage. I love that one, man. That's so mean. <laughs> and anyone who saw that would just be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Also, I got uh, a friend of mine who I don't think listens to the podcast, but I posted about it on um, on Instagram as well, said pineapple belongs on pizzas. She got four likes for that, which is sick. And I said, bullshit. And then uh, another friend said, it does. If you play piano and don't have pineapple on your pizza, then you're lost. Piano is the pineapple of instruments. Also very funny. I really like that one. So you're crushing it there, you guys. Uh, then <clears throat> some. Oh, this one was great. Someone put, "Can't believe Chopin ripped off Biggie like that." By the way, I think I can tell the people from the podcast, uh, from like podcast listeners, because they knew you guys know to be mean. Um, which is why this person, I'm not sure because I know them. I'm not sure if they listen to the podcast or not. But this is also a put. But can't believe Chopin ripped off Biggie like that. Sick, real funny. Uh, then this person, not even sure it's Chopin. Stay in your lane with the clap hands in between the words. Fuck yeah. Uh, someone just put 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> not a podcast listener. Didn't know to be mean, but very funny when I said to people start arguments in the comments. Um, oh, fucking this dude. Biggie was such an important founding member of Death Row Records. Very deep cut deep cut stuff because if people are biggie fans they will know that biggie in fact one did not found death row records and two not only did he not found it death row records was who had that's where tupac went and suge knight and that caused the beef between tupac and biggie and that's what a lot of people like blame them for killing biggie so if you're a fucking biggie fan that's going to make you mad but you know what Evidently not mad enough to get in the comments of my video and comment at all. Because <laughs> the plan absolutely did not work. Didn't get any more fucking views than what I thought I was going to get. 
Um, but we did get one person. When you fi- you know what? You throw enough lines out, you get a fucking hook, mate. And uh, Giacomo Parrops Bishop. I don't know why I'm reading his name out. Maybe because we fucking got you, cunt. <laughs> Said, don't know why everyone's hating shrug emoji. If, this, if it was Kendrick rapping, shit would go so hard. I don't even know what that means, Giacomo Parrops Bishop. But um, what does he look like in his profile picture? He looks like he has like one of those jester things around his neck, but like black. I don't know. Whatever. Good on him. Thanks for sticking up for me, Giacomo. And um, if you listen to the podcast, one, incredible. <laughs> Two, you got fucking bit, cunt. <laughs> Suck shit. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do more stuff like that in the future when I think about it. That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, I've had a great week. It's been lovely. I'm waiting for it to turn south. So many things are going right at the moment. I had a sick Saturday. I went to a house party. Fucking the boys, the beautiful Tottenham Hotspur won again. A last minute win. Oh my God. I'm going to get back to that uh, after a bit. You know, do I want, oh, why do I not? I'm going to go. I'm just going to go for it. You know what? I've got to stop this like putting a pin in the story to come back to it because I think that's a better story. Fuck that. I'm just going to go for the story that comes first. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do I, I, th- it's, I think it's because I, I want the podcast to have some kind of structure, but it's like, that's literally the point of the podcast is for it to not have structure and for it to just be something that happens in the moment. So let me tell the story of this Saturday. This Saturday, I was very excited to stay in. Oh, oh beautiful tea. Is that, is that a mountain of burgers? I was very excited to stay in because last Saturday, as you well know, being as you are a loyal, dedicated, regular listener of this fair podcast, last Saturday, I stayed in and I did my puzzle for like fucking three, four hours and had tea and candles and I was going to do the same thing again. I got back from work at like 11.30 in the morning and I worked for three hours, got paid for four and... uh my day was done. The grand final was on. I went home. I cooked some lunch and uh, chucked on the grand final on the TV. Watched it. Great game. Collingwood won. Good on them. And um, I was like, man, this kind of might be it for me today. Maybe I'll go down to Collingwood, down to Smith Street, cop the vibe a little bit, you know. So uh, I was on the toilet scrolling Facebook. Like that's how deep down the scroll I was. You know you've really got nothing going on when you you open up the Facebook app on your phone and you're like... Let's check out what notifications I've got this week for like a group that I joined in 2014 telling me that they're, you know, have like a poll running. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like Facebook notifications are the lowest tier. If you got Facebook notifications turned on on your phone, man, you need a fucking another hobby. You need a, if you got Facebook notifications turned on on your phone, I'm genuinely worried about your mental health. Because, like, you just, the, and I think the more notifications you have turned off on your phone, the better a time you're having. The ultimate notification to turn off would be to just not have the phone on you at all, to just leave the house without it. Now, that is a fucking nice notification. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. If you got, yeah, that's, that's a funny premise. If you got, you know what, I want to write down that premise. If you 
have Facebook notifs on, you are depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's just they're the lowest quality notifications. And so if you need that, if you are just that anxious for any kind of human contact that you would leave those on because most of like 90% of Facebook notifications are literally that are just like, you know, some fucking, what? Well, you know what? Let me go onto my Facebook notifications now and find an example. Let's workshop this bit together. All right. I've got seven notifications. Oh, it's Blake's birthday today. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'll send him a message later. <laughs> that's actually funny. Um, I will though. That's nice. What do we got here? Uh, someone, this is the perfect example for fuck's sake. I've got one, someone liking a comment that I did. Someone inviting me to an event, comedy in the courtyard. Am I going to go to that? Palace Cinema West Garth. Well, you know what? I actually probably will go to that. That's actually really important. I'm going to screenshot that because that's very, that's good. Okay. What else? Jackie Hatton invited me to an event, virtually a reality by Jackie. I'm not going to be going to that. Terry North invited me to something. Not going to be going to that. Andrew Brown invited me to follow Soldier of Love. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so, mate. Instagram message. Nah. And this is the worst one. Jackie Trudell Lane asked a question in Deep Dreamers, which is a Google Deep Dream fucking page that I don't even follow on my personal account. Here's the question that they asked. Once again, I need your help. I had asked several months ago if someone could help me delete my dreams that I don't use. A nice gentleman helped me out, but for some reason it's not happening. Plus, where and how do I search on DDG how to delete the dreams I do not use? Would someone kindly help me? I would greatly appreciate it. Jackie. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, good on you, but like this lady is so old and weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you turn on the fucking thing on your phone that tells you that she's just asked that to a group of, like, how many people are in that fucking group? Almost a thousand people, just some person I've never met is like, can you help me delete something on my computer? So yeah, if you got those on, on your phone, you're cooked, man. Anyway, so I was scrolling through my phone on the toilet. I was taking a, a well-earned poo. And I saw that there was a party that my friend was having close, like in the inner north of Melbourne, riding bike distance that night, starting in like an hour. So I fucking jumped on the bike, rode down Collingwood, got myself that ice cream that I had in my, I was like, I was already before that, I was going to go to Collingwood and get an ice cream, you know, soak up the vibe and then come back and do the puzzle. And then I was just like, dude, fuck this. I'm going to the party. So I went and got an ice cream, sat there for a bit, I also, before I left home, I uh, I was wearing shorts, kept the shorts on, had a t-shirt on and then just chucked on like just a, a, a like a heavy shirt over the top. And then I uh, I have a, a pouch of tobacco and rollies that um, I have in a pocket of a jacket that I never really wear. That's my kind of like break glass in case of emergency cigarettes, you know. And uh, I got those out. I was like, man, I'm going to a party. This is going to be sick. I'm getting the fucking special occasion ciggies out because I don't really smoke normally. I haven't had a cigarette since I got back from Europe. Have I? Maybe I had one the other day. I, I had one on Monday. Whatever. Fuck it, man. Come on. 
All right, I'm feeling good. Fuck off. Maybe that's why I was feeling so good, you know, in Europe. And I want to bring that energy from holiday back into my regular life. Maybe it's because I was smoking. Maybe I need to keep smoking. And that's why my life is so dope right now. Anyway, <clears throat> went to the party. It was sick. Great party. I had a bit of a moment. And you know what? This is um, this is why I wanted to put this story last. Because this fucking story is... I've got a good story. You know when you've got a good story on you? <laughs> It's, it really doesn't get much better than a good story in the back pocket. And I've got one. I worked with a guy at uh, removals last week who was just an absolute champion. And we clocked pretty early on that we were just getting along well. And we just spent the whole day lifting furniture and driving around and fucking telling stories and sharing stories. And he told me this one that, all right, here it is. This is well. Before I tell you the story, I uh, I want to say that I don't know the people in this story. Someone told it to me about their friends, so I'm removed from the story. So uh, this guy tells me he's got th- he's got these three mates. I mean, like five years ago, so they're like in their twenties, mid twenties, and they were at the footy, uh, and they found uh, a wheelchair that was not being used. And like it was just sitting there against the wall, whatever, I don't know. And they were like, is that someone's? I don't know. But like they were drunk and, you know, young dudes, kind of dumb. So they were like, let's fucking, let's have a go on the wheelchair. So one of the guys pretends to be some kind of disabled, gets in the wheelchair and the two guys are wheeling him around and they go into the members and they get free drinks. I mean, this is already fuck you know this is a nightmare who are these guys in in a group of three how is one of them not like oi (laughs) what about if we don't do that (laughs) jesus christ so yeah they're in the members i guess a part of it is just like how scared we fuck I'm tr- I'm just thinking about this now. Like, how has no one pulled them up on it? You know, I guess people just don't like. There's no way that this guy was such a good actor that he's able to convincingly. Like, I wonder what are the hallmarks. I mean, he didn't even pick a disability. He was just like in the wheelchair. He's like, yeah, I'm just disabled. Like that episode of the IT Crowd. But we are so like as a society so scared to say the wrong thing and just like genuinely generally uncomfortable around disability because we like feel bad and then we feel bad that we feel bad and there's pity and all this stuff someone says they're disabled at this point it's like i'm not asking any questions yup because you don't want to be that person who's like no you're not and it's like they actually are and then you fucking whatever so they're playing on that i guess and they go in they get all these free drinks and then uh an hour or two, they leave, they ditch the wheelchair. They're like, we did it, sick. And then a few days later, the guy who was in the wheelchair gets a call from the police. Turns out the wheelchair did belong to someone who had MS and they were at the footy and they, I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't in their wheelchair and then they came back and their wheelchair was gone. 
and then they checked on the cameras and they spoke to someone and whatever, whatever, they managed to get it back to who it was and they've called this guy and they're like, we know it was you, we've got it on camera, you pretended to be disabled, got in this wheelchair and got a bunch of free drinks. They ask the guy with MS, do you want to press charges? The police did and he goes, nah, but what I do want is just to meet these guys. So these three boys, they're like, fuck man, we fucked up. We already knew we fucked up and now we really fucked up and we just got to get this guy dinner and drinks and take him out and just say sorry and be like, yup, we're so sorry. We're just dickheads and, and uh, yeah, we're really sorry. And they do it. They take him out and uh, the guy with MS goes, look, boys, I totally get it. When I was younger, before the diagnosis, I was a bit of an idiot myself. Honestly, I might've done something like this. This is kind of, you know, the stupid shit that I used to do. So I totally get it. And I just wanted to meet you guys and see what you're like and that you're good guys. And I can tell you are, and you're just idiots and you fucked up. So thank you for the apology. All is forgiven. And they go away and they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe we got away away with that. Um, You know, thanking whatever God they believe in. Two weeks later, the guy who was in the wheelchair pretending goes to get out of bed and his legs give way and he is diagnosed with MS. <sighs> yeah. How about that? And uh, the guy telling me the story, I'm like, holy fucking no way. Um. And I'm like, what's going on with this dude now? I don't think he's back in contact with the wheelchair guy, but he lives in Bali because apparently that's good. The warm weather is really good for like your joints or whatever. And um, and I was like, how is he about the, you know, what happened? And he's like, man, he's pretty philosophical about the whole thing. <laughs> Which is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> It's like, dude, he just lives in Bali and, you know, he's like taking drugs or drink or whatever he's doing out there, just partying, living life and like it'll get him in the end. But for now, he's just trying to enjoy himself for as long as he can. And I'm like, mate, there's really not much else you can do, is there? So, yeah, the reason I tell you guys this story now in the context of Saturday night is... I heard that story on Tuesday or Wednesday. I actually think I'm telling it so much and I'm like thinking about telling it on stage. It's not my story, but I don't know. I think there's enough here maybe to, that I could tell it on stage um, because the guy, the um, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling this story at the party. I go, man, check this. Uh, this is a pretty good yarn. Tell the story. And, uh, it makes a group of people laugh. And one of these people, this girl that I just met, she's like, dude, that's sick. And then her friends come over and she's like, this guy's got an awesome story. And she goes to one of her friends, you'll like this story. And I'm like, dude, this is sick, man. I'm fucking <laughs> like two hours ago, I was going to be doing a puzzle in my room in silence on Saturday night by myself. or just like listening to an audio book. And now I'm at a party telling girls a story <laughs> you know it doesn't get much better than this mate 
and I start telling the story. And as soon as I get to the bit with the wheelchair or, um, no, that's right. I get to the bit with the, or I say, oh, the guy who actually had the wheelchair had MS. One of these girls, the girl who the other girl was like, you'll love this. She just goes, oh, I hate that. That's not funny. One of my friends, like a really good friend of mine has MS and it's really fucked. And I was just like, oh no. (laughs) Here's the thing, like, I feel like this story, you either find it funny or you don't. And there's no like explaining to someone why I find it funny or how it's funny. But we were there, there was like five of us in a circle and we were just, you know, like she was like, do you know anyone with MS? I was like, yeah, I actually lived with someone with MS and it is an awful disease. It's terrible. And like, it's not funny. It's, it's obviously, it's not funny what they did. But then I get to the end of the story and I'm like, that's pretty funny, right? And she's like, nah, I'm sorry, man. I still don't find that funny. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think it's really funny. <laughs> But like, if you don't find it funny, that's fine. Like, I can't, can't, you're not wrong. I can't make you find it funny. (laughs) But the thing is, is that I do find it funny. (laughs) And like credit to him, one of the other guys who was in their group, who was friends with them stayed and was like, kind of defending me he was like yeah you know like i you know it's like it's not funny but it's just like it's funny it's like the circuitousness and she was like i don't think it would be funny i don't think you know i don't think anyone deserves to get ms even if they did do that and i'm like yeah i'm not saying he deserved to get ms but it's just like it's kind of funny that he did (laughs) i don't know man it's like if you can't laugh what can you do you know like I like to think that if I had something awful like that happen to me, I would be able to laugh my way through it. I really hope. Because I feel like if you don't, then it's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to be sad. Oh, I didn't, no one talk about my MS. That's the kind of thing. For, it's like, yeah. You go, if, you, if you're going to acknowledge that you have it, which is the whole thing, if you're going to acknowledge that you have it, I don't know. You know what? I should just fucking talk to someone who has a disability. I, here's another interesting thing. What was it? Where was it? That's right. Uh, comedian who I know who's in a wheelchair. This is actually, I really like, I won't, should I say his name? Maybe I'll just fucking ask him to come on the podcast and we'll talk about this story. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Um, he shared something the other day on his story. Now, where was it? Oh, that's right. It was a Batuta Advocate article. B2, B2. Right, let me find it. Is it still there? Is it still going to be there? Bam, bam, uncultured swine. It was something about women with ADHD complaining that they don't get NDIS. Um, and it was, you know, the irony being like, well, I don't, I don't know, whatever. I can't comment on it. It looks like they've taken it down, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and he's in a wheelchair and he posted it. And uh, I was in the comments, reading all the comments. And like every single person in the comments was like, this is fucked. This is punching down or whatever. And I obviously don't want to get involved in the comments. But I messaged him and I was just like, man, this comment section is out of control. And 
on. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He found this one comment. He said, this one's my favorite. And the comment is, as an ADA-afflicted individual, I can't stress how much I think we need access to disabled car parks and significantly more government funding to offset how hard it is to save money and keep a job. It's like, I wonder if that's ironic or not. I don't know. I, to be, what am I doing? Why am I wading into this debate? I might ask him to come on the podcast and talk about being disabled. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And just like kind of get his idea on it. Because I've never really talked to someone about that before. Like a really good, frank, kind of open and honest conversation. That'd be nice. I'm writing down his name and I'm going to ask him to come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Maybe that's the kind of podcast I want to do. Every now and then I just have a guest and it's a bonus episode and it's just like whatever, you know? Oh, fuck, who cares? I'll tell him that story though. I bet he'll like that story. <laughs> it's a good story. Oh, mate. All right. Look forward to that anyway. Put a pin in it, man. I'm going to get him on. I'm going to ask him to come on and I'm going to tell him that story and then we're just going to talk. All right. So the party was fucking sick. You know what I want to do after this? I'm going to go. The party was so good. And the guy who threw it, who's my mate, is just such a legend. And I met, you know, his housemates and they're all fucking lovely. So uh, I'm just feeling good today. I got, uh, on Wednesday last week, I went to my mate's place for dinner. Him and his partner, him and his wife now. Um, my mate who got married in July. We went. I went there for dinner and uh, brought him some snacks and stuff. And one of the things I got was Cadbury Favourites. At fucking Woolies in Brunswick, Cadbury favourites, two forty gram one, seventeen bucks. Five twenty, thirteen bucks. What's going on there? What is happening? So I did that. I I, I took the little one to the till, scanned it, and it came up as seventeen. And I was like, man, what's going on with this? It said thirteen. And then we went back and he was like, oh, that's not 13. The bigger one's 13. And I was like, the bigger one? He was like, fuck, that's pretty weird, hey? Like the guy working at Woolies. He was like, that's crazy. The one that's double the size is $4 cheaper. I mean, I guess that just means that it's also not worth 13 bucks. It's probably worth fucking four bucks. Is what they bought anyway. Fuck these fucking cunts. <laughs> I saved money on something and I still am angry. <laughs> I wrote that down as a premise this week. Why is it that anytime anything unexpected happens in my life, my first reaction is just anger? I wrote that as a bit. I think I want to do it. Like if I can't find the butter in my house, if I'm just in the kitchen and I can't find the butter, I'm not like oh, I accept that. Immediately, my first reaction is like, which one of my fucking dog housemates has stolen my butter? And then like, you know, my housemates are kind and conscientious people. They would never do that. But I'm just like, which one of you fucking cunts? Um, and, <laughs> and then I find the butter, turn around and like my toast is burning because I've just been freaking out for like a minute. And the smoke alarm's like, and I'm like, ah! And then something about how like I get people who like just live by themselves in the forest because like the only thing stopping me from attacking my toaster in that moment is just the knowledge that if I do, I'll have to explain to my housemates sheepishly why there's like kitchen appliances buried in a mass grave in the backyard. But if you live alone in the forest, you just get to have your feelings and not have to explain them or feel bad to anyone, you know? 
But I guess that's part of being a man is just feeling guilty for having feelings. I just have feelings and I'm like, I don't know how to express this or externalize it or tell someone without feeling shame. So rather than externalize them, I just fucking keep them inside. And anyway, so I got a bunch, I've got a box of Cadbury favorites and I'm going to take them around to the people whose house was a party and I want to write them a little note. Thanks for the sick party. You guys rock. XOXO gossip taco, you know? Can't wait. Um, also feeling very generous because of the HelloFresh thing today. Having friends around for lunch was just such a dream, man. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to just think of an excuse to have friends around for lunch another time, you know? This is what I'm talking about. I'm a fucking elevated man right now. Um, and you know what I'm going to make? Uh, what have I got here? Yeah, yeah, okay. i got one more story left. Uh Spurs won this week, and I've been telling people, and if you haven't watched this, go fucking watch it. Our coach, Ange Postacoglu, Australian, first Australian to coach in the Premier League. There's this video of his, um, just like an inspirational speech that he gave the Australian, I think the Australian men's football team, like before the World Cup, talking about when you walk out on the pitch, you're not just alone. You're with like, there's a person in your life who inspired you and helped you and gave you love and support when you were young that gave you the courage to pursue this crazy dream of being a professional footballer. And when you walk out onto that pitch tonight, imagine that they're there with you because they are there with you. And it's just this beautiful speech and he talks about his dad and his relationship with his dad and football. And it's incredible. And um, the last... And I shouldn't do this because I've pre-planned the title of the podcast. But you know what? It's too good and I haven't thought of something better. So the the title is going to be the last words that he says at the end of this speech. He gives this incredible rousing speech to the team. And then he just goes, right, enjoy your lunch. And it's just like, man, it's fucking perfect. Go look up on YouTube, Ange Postecoglou. P-O-S-T-E-C-O-G-L-U, Postacoglu, enjoy your lunch. And just watch that four minutes of like, if that doesn't give you fucking goosebumps on the back of your neck, then chances are you're scrolling Facebook and have notifications set up for it because you are cooked and there's nothing in this world will save you, all right? Come on. So uh, here's the last story. Last week, I had a fucking shithead customer. I got um, I got a delivery to the post office on Wednesday or Tuesday, I think. But they didn't. They came to the house and then they should have fucking left it on the step, but they didn't because they're fucking idiots. So they gave me one of those slips that's just like, you got to come to the post office. And I was working all week. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it. It was Thursday. I finally was like, I might be able to do that today. And I saw that they close at five. Friday, public holiday. Saturday, I got work. I can't do it. Sunday, public holiday. Like, it's Sunday. And I think today might also be a public holiday. So, I wasn't going to be able to do it for ages. I'm leaving at fucking Sydney on Tuesday. And it's just a nightmare. So, I was like, i got to do it Thursday. And I got work. And we have this customer. We have one customer can't remember what the morning one was, but this afternoon, this fucking guy, man, we get there and he's just like, oh, I feel, I, I, I shouldn't trash people like this. He was a really sweet man. He was very kind, but like, he was just straight up dumb. Like he really was, man. 
he just did not understand anything. And we got to his place and uh, he had a bunch of stuff and he added a few extra things that weren't on our list, which means it's over capacity for the truck probably. And he kept going like, oh man, um, that's right. Yeah, first of all, he had books, huge boxes of books. Now the big boxes literally say on them, don't fill this with books because it's going to be too heavy if there's a huge box full of books because books are really heavy because it's paper, it's very dense, it's heavy. So they say, don't fill these boxes with books, but he's filled them up with books, you know? Because it's like people, working removals, man, I don't know. I guess it's like whatever in, in all avenues of life and in all work and everything. There are just people that are dumb and you, they just don't think. But it's so frustrating, you know, because I guess they, they think like we're going to show up and have some like special way of doing stuff that means that we can do shit that they can't. It's like, no, we're just people like you, but like we're just paid to do this. So we just do it. And like, there's a few tricks, but like, if you have a thing that you can't lift, I can't lift it either. So when you stack a massive box full of books and you can't lift it, guess what, man? I also can't lift it. But whatever. So he's stacked all of his boxes full of books and I get there and I'm like, oh man, just so you know, like, and it, like these, you know, we can't lift these. So I'm going to have to trolley them the whole way. It's really slow and it's just, it's really hard. And it's dangerous if I try and lift them. So like, don't do this next time. And he was like, oh yeah, sorry. And then also he'd left everything in all of his drawers. So like DVDs, drawers, fucking cabinets and stuff just full of crap he hadn't cleared his fridge out it's just a not these are things that like i guess it's just kind of common sense it's not some people don't realize it and some people do and whatever but like it's not that bad if you don't realize it but we just tell you when we get there hey can you empty out all the drawers empty the fridge out these books boxes whatever it's fine but like it's kind of annoying and it's going to slow us down so i tell him that and then straight afterwards he goes and I, this is the sweetness. He was like, you know, I just, yeah, I just wanted to make it easier for you guys. Like, I bet you guys just have some people that really are just difficult, don't you? And I just wanted to be like, yeah, you're one of them. <laughs> it's from the get-go. You're straight up one of those people. Um, oh, that's right. And also when we got there, he was like, oh, can you just drive the truck into this spot? And uh, the truck was, it, it was a, it's a 3.3 meter truck and the um, spot was 3.2 meters. So like, you know, 10 centimeters too low, but we just snuck it under there because they leave a bit extra leeway. Anyway, not important. So we start taking his stuff and uh, I don't know, things are just kind of dumb. He's like, oh, can you take this extra table, this extra thing? And uh, it's taken a long time. And uh, he's emptied his fridge out real quick and but stuff's heavy. We have to take apart his big, massive bed. I don't know. I'm not convinced that this story is that good now that I'm telling it. We get to the drop-off location and uh, we go to unload his fridge. And it's very heavy. And I'm like, he said he took all the stuff out, but it's taped shut now, so I can't check. And then we get it inside. And you, just, you move a lot of fridges. You're like, I know how heavy this is going to be. Get it inside. Look in the main bit. Fine. Look in the bottom the freezer completely full of stuff jammed full of stuff. And I'm like, I fucking knew it was heavier. And the annoying thing was not that he did that. I mean, it was annoying that he did that, but it was that when I went to him, Oh man, sorry. I just like, it's pretty frustrating. Like we asked you to empty your fridge and, and you didn't empty it. I would just like to again, note that you didn't empty it. And I really wish that you hadn't done that or that you would told us at least ask 
that's it, right? It's like ask. You just didn't communicate that you had done that and that's really annoying. And after we asked you to do it, you didn't do it. And he goes, oh, it's not that much stuff though, hey? I get what, what is it that annoyed me about this guy? It was that when I called him first on his phone, his voicemail was like, had that fucking calm voice. Oh, you know the calm voice when people are just like, I'm calm. Things don't bother me. It's okay. Hey, if you're angry, why don't you let me be an example and just be calm like me? (laughs) And at the end of his voicemail, he had that calm voice. And at the end of his voicemail, he was just like, leave a message and your name and number. And please have Oh, that was right. And remember to have a great day. Remember to have a great day. Not not have a great day. Remember to have a great day. Like telling me, hey, mate, make sure you have a great day. Like like telling me to do it, like as if it's like his fault that now I'm going to have a great day. Remember to have a great day. And when you do, just remember that I told you to do that. (laughs) Fuck you, cunt. Just something so really fucking irked me, man, about this guy from the get-go. But he didn't, his heart was in the right place, honestly. Honestly, just dumb. And so when he goes, his fucking freezer full of crap that we still lift, and I'm like, you know, it's frustrating that you didn't do that. And he's like, oh, but it's not that much stuff. Like, it's not that much heavier. I'm like, it's already a fridge, man. I didn't say that. I was like, yeah, okay. Whatever. But it's like, it's already a fridge. Like, it's already pretty fucking heavy. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the one that killed me was then we're in his drop-off and, you know, he's got all this stuff going on because he's decided to do it all at the same time. So he's got, oh, he's got a, some fancy TV and there's like a TV technician there to set it up, which, by the way, I call bullshit on that job. The TV technician, I'm like, this TV really needs you to come. And he's like, mate, if you didn't do my job, like if you just were going in blind, you'd have no idea how to set this up. I'm like, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's a fucking TV. (laughs) I reckon your job's fucking bullshit. (laughs) Says me, a fucking unskilled (laughs) labourer. God, I was in a bad mood that day. Um, and um, and also I'm just looking at the looking at the clock going like I need to go and get my Mundial magazine from the post office and it's like it's 3.30, it's 4 o'clock. I know we've got to drive back to the depot and then it's a half hour ride from the depot to the post office on Moreland Road or just off Moreland Road. And um, I'm looking at the clock counting down and I'm like tick tock, tick tock, cunt. You fucking idiot. Just fucking let us do this job. And uh, I see him inside and he's like, he, I keep saying, mate, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be nice with him. And I'm like, man, I'm really sorry. I know this is a stressful day. And he's like, I'm not stressed. I just, you know, I'm just, there's a lot going on, but I'm really not stressed. I'm like, can't, you're fucking stressed. All right. I can tell you're either stressed or you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You just are an idiot. Maybe you're too dumb. <laughs> to be stressed. Um, so <laughs> um, so uh, the book boxes, right? I spy him in the living room at one point and he's pushing one of these giant boxes of books across the floor. And I just as a like, you know, I see him. I wasn't trying. I really wasn't trying to be like, 
oh yeah, it's pretty fucking heavy, cunt, isn't it? But I was just looking for some form of acknowledgement or validation from this guy that he had made a mistake in packing the books so big in these boxes, right? So he's pushing it across the floor. I can see him struggling with how heavy it is. And I just go, man, they're pretty heavy, hey? Like, isn't that surprising? You put a lot of books in a box and it makes it heavy. Like, honestly, before I did this job, I probably wouldn't have thought of that either. So, like, I'll give you that out. But, like, it's surprisingly heavy, hey? Leaving the door open for him to be like, yeah, it is heavy. Sorry, I shouldn't have packed so many books in there. I can see now how that would be very difficult to lift and make your job harder. But he didn't say that, did he? He just goes, yeah, well, it's done now, isn't it? So, I just try not to worry about it. Oh, and it's just like, you just don't fucking get it, do you, man? You don't get it. You're so dumb. (laughs) And I'm smart. (laughs) That's why I'm 32 and working. (laughs) And I'm moving your shit. (laughs) That's why I'm 32 and you're moving into a nice house in in South Yarra paying me to lift your stuff for you because you're dumb. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Anyway, all right, that's the podcast for this week. You guys, I love you. You know I do. Thank you for listening. As always, oh, what's the photo going to be? The photo, the name of the podcast this week is Enjoy Your Lunch. And the photo of the podcast is going to be my three pals sitting around. Two of them weren't there yet, but three of them were there as I served all the food up this afternoon. A beautiful photo, beautiful friends. I fucking loved it. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. It's been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.